right, everyone, and welcome to this week's new All Fiction Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Touche, and joining me this week is the full All Fiction crew of Tommy, Eric, and Sean. How are you guys doing tonight? Super. I'm doing all right. Super. Dragon Ball yeah. Super. I know that uh, no. all of you are very excited for, for Kingdom Hearts after the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be walking away now. It's like, you won't hear me say, please release this um, game. Oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> that... Uh, that concludes our cast for this week. Now, um, once again, this is the All Fiction Podcast. Every other week, we touch on what we find interesting in the world of anime, video games, TV, and all the other nerdy stuff that matters to us. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, please check us out on allfiction.net. And please hit us up on social media as well. You can find all of that in the show notes of the show. Let's go ahead and get started today, guys. Um, those of you who were with us last week will know that uh, last week was the start of our 2017 top co countdown for our top games and anime as we went a little, a little long in the tooth on the games portion we have decided to make this cast our anime portion so we are going to touch on the top anime top three for all of us for 2017 and then we are going to go into what we are watching for the 2017 winter season, which is already five weeks into it, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, five or six. So maybe just a little behind. Not not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we're stylishly late. So <laughs> without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our top lists. Just like last week. We had everyone from the team pick their top three game, or not games, <laughs> anime, uh, from this past year. And uh, we're going to kind of go through with the same format. I, I think that we will see uh, less crossover in, uh, in this one compared to, uh, compared to last week's. So let's go ahead and get right to it. We will start with number three. Tommy, I don't have a number. What was three. your number three? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you didn't watch three. Anyway. Oh my god! Um, I don't think I do. Do I? I don't think I have a three. Do you even okay. have a two? Yes, I do. What do you mean? You I'm sorry. At this point, I have to question it. I have a two. All right, yes. all right, Sean. <laughs> what was your number? Three oh my god! Starting out for really well. <laughs> Does everyone else have a number three? I, I do. Uh, okay. Yes, I, I okay. okay. Just want to make sure. Just, uh, just so you guys know, this is a uh, this is an anime podcast. We we do watch some anime every now and some then. every now and then. You do? Not really. I still do. Eh. Let's just say it like That's, this: I've watched more anime this year than I have last year. That's good. <laughs> so there will be a top three. <laughs> okay. This year, right. maybe okay. it really is a, a new year and a new you, Tommy. A new yes, Leon. it is. <laughs> All right, Sean. What's your number three? So my number three, and I don't know if this is on Leon's list. I don't think he saw oh. this, but Uchuthen Kazuku season two. Oh yeah, it was on my list, but I didn't get to see it last year. It, so you did not see it, okay? Uh, so yeah, that's my number three. Uh, this is 
pretty much a continuation from the first season. It's uh, again by PA Works. It aired earlier in the spring of last year. Um, when I mean, was the first season of that? Wasn't that like 2015? Two, yeah. 14 or okay. 15? I feel like 14, it had been a bit. It was a while ago. I think it's yeah. been a three-year three gap, possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but season two uh, pretty much leaves off where the first season leaves off. Um, and, I mean, it's really hard to explain the story of a true thing, Kazuku, mm. to someone who doesn't really know what it's about. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of... So, yeah, I mean... But I can just tell you, it's it's very good. The characters are very um, well-defined and very eccentric. Um, the storytelling is very... It's It takes place in Kyoto, for the most part, and the storytelling, it, it's a combination of modern and fantasy. So you have the modern Kyoto city, but you have all these tanuki going around and they can transform into humans and stuff like that so there's a there's a twist of mythological in there as well um so the thing with season two is it borrowed a lot of the plot points from season one i thought so season two was good but it was good in the sense it was good why what made season one good so you had a sense of kind of like the same beats in season two almost which was a little disappointing so you have like a you have the same plot points with the whole uh, the magistrate election and like the festival and like the whole um, I don't remember the organization that eats tanuki but again they're they're a plot point in this season as well. So again, it borrows a lot of the same plot points from season one, but again, season two does introduce some new characters and um, some other characters that didn't get to shine in season one get their moments here. But I feel like a lot of the characters in season one were already kind of fully developed at that point, so they didn't really have much development here. Um, but again, I which you think Kazuko on the whole is a very good shot, I would definitely recommend it, but I think season two definitely didn't live up to kind of like the memories I had for season one. Um, I feel like I said more negative than positives about season two, but it's a very good show overall. Um, and I highly recommend Tommy to uh, watch it when he can. Yeah, I think I'll. That's next on my list. I, I figured it would have been something like that because something so quirky and eccentric is kind of yeah. difficult to follow up with that, with a sequel. So it, it'd probably be more of the same. Or yeah, I mean, the ending of season two had some open threads left open. So I mean, I think there's still more novels for uh, oh, okay. the source for the anime to adapt. But it's kind of it's kind of hard to see what the overall direction of the show is kind of heading towards yeah. too cuz I mean there is a plot but at the same time it has sort of a slice of life whimsical feel to it as well. So, I mean again, very good show. I highly recommend it. Um Oh, and one thing I think my favorite part about season two, and if you've watched season one, is Ben Ten gets fucking wrecked in season two. So that was that was one of the highlights for me. <laughs> oh boy! So that's that why I was hoping. Yeah, I was hoping you'd watch it, Tommy, because you would. I don't know if you. I mean, I like Ben Ten, but like seeing her get fucking curb stomped was pretty awesome. I got to see that because she was so confident in the first season. So it's exactly. Like- that, that's what makes it so good. Hmm. All right. 
I think that's that's gonna make me watch it even sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like her, like you say. I I like her a lot, but mm. that's seeing that happen to someone you know you were so used to seeing above everyone else. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So yep, that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. So, um, let's see. I'll go ahead and do my number three since we've only got. <laughs> Uh, myself and Eric to go now um, my number three for last year was uh, Netju Suzume or Recovery of an MMO Junkie ah yes what <laughs> and, did, did you just uh, make that up yeah I just made it up right now <laughs> no. you know I don't watch anything Sean of course so uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie is based in modern day obviously and it is uh, a story of a third, I think, yeah, thirty-year-old woman who uh, has been very down and, uh, I guess, uh, not pleased with her job. And f- for lack of a better way to explain it, she's basically a, a salary woman. And uh, just has a uh, very much like a nine to five job that she doesn't really care for. And when she was younger, she used to play MMOs. Well, she uh, got so depressed with her job that she decided to quit and become a neat and play MMOs full time. And the plot of the show is her, you know, falling into this and then slowly working her way out of it through her interactions with the other MMO players who she eventually meets most of them in real life. Mm. The, uh, the setup is pretty interesting because the characters are all considerably older than most um, anime that you see. Obviously the main character is a 30-year-old and the other main character I believe is in his late 20s, maybe like 28. And um, most of the other characters are close to that age. I think the youngest is a college student. So it's uh, still much above the uh, the standard uh, high school anime tropes and that sort of thing. The, uh, the thing that I enjoyed most about it was it ties into a lot of what you experience playing MMOs. And if any of you have ever played you know, one extensively, I think you'd really find a lot to like in this show. And it also goes a lot into the relationships that you build with people and you learn a lot about them, even though you don't actually know them. And it's, it's pretty interesting. The romantic plot is, uh, is good. I think that they did a very good job with that. It doesn't, uh, seem too cheesy and it doesn't seem uh too over the top it seems like it could have been a realistic occurrence it doesn't seem like that they forced it at all and i really enjoyed that beyond that uh when it was done it was a uh just a a one course it was 13 episodes i really wanted more i wanted to learn more about these characters i wanted there to be you know follow-ups to some of the things that occurred and there, there has been an, uh, an OVA since the finish of the anime. I think that the, I think it ended 
in the fall. I think it was a summer anime for last year. And the OVA was very good. And it is a series of light novels, which I may look into. I don't know. But uh, I I guess there may be enough uh, source material for them to go into another season. But I don't really know if they'll do that or not. But anyway, if you are an MMO fan, if you have ever played one and you know become friends with other people online i i think it's really enjoyable in a way that a lot of anime aren't and it's also really enjoyable in a way that a lot of uh anime that are based on mmos are not because it really focuses more on the real life aspect not just the normal in-game and especially the fact that most anime based on MMOs are, oh my god, we're stuck in the game. If you die in the game, you die for real. But uh, that's uh, that's not what this is at all. So definitely check that out if uh, that seems interesting to you. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I did not expect to like it very much at all. Sounds so, like it was based on your life, almost. I mean... Uh, if you are uh, a 35-year-old salary woman. I'm not going to say that it, it wasn't, and I'm not going to say that... Uh, that the other main character wasn't based on you, Sean. It probably was. So, <laughs> but yeah, very fun, very good, you know, uplifting anime to watch. So, it was comfy. It was very much so. <laughs> All right, so that that wraps it up for me, uh, Eric. What was your number three anime for 2017? So my number three for 2017. Was uh, uh, what's it called? Tsude, 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 Tsude Children, or Tsude Tsude Children. Um, so this was uh, one of those short series. It's about 12 minutes per episode. Um, and it's based on a Yonkoma, four, uh, four coma manga. So this was, so this was just a, uh, like an anthology series, I guess, um, where it looked at, a different couple every episode. So it was, it was like a middle school or high school uh, where you just show like there's this two there's these two people like they're they're a couple or they're not a couple. So it's like looking at the different relationships for uh, these students. So um, there's like the first episode had this girl who was like a delinquent or something, and then there's like the really smart guy who uh is like flirting with her and like charming her like all over and she just like um you know she just loses herself out to him so they became a couple because of his charms even though he had no idea like he had no experience with women ever before so it was really funny um and there's like other these other episodes where you have um, these two, these two who were already a couple. Um, I don't recall their names off the top of my head, but there's these two who are already a couple, but they were too afraid to like move further in their relationship because they didn't really know how, and it was awkward for them. Like they haven't really had their first kiss or anything like that, so they go into the, these really awkward um, situations. So there's so it's basically a lot of different. Uh, relationships you see and in the later episodes you kind of go back to them to see like oh how are they doing now and stuff and then um, you also see a lot of the couples 
interact with each other. So it's like they kind of cross over because they're all in the same school. Um, and yeah, it was just a really enjoyable series. Like that's basically um, the main reason why I watched it because I just wanted something like really simple and um, it's like very sweet and endearing and it's um, not like the typical kind of slapstick comedy like you get in those um couple situations and stuff so i thought it was really nice uh so if you're looking for something you know just to watch like really quickly then uh i would recommend this one all right yeah that sounds good cool well um that's been a good set of number three Let's go ahead and get into number two. So, Tommy, <laughs> do you have a number two? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what is your number two anime for 2017? Now, I had to struggle with this one because the two shows that I did see and completed last year, I did watch a third, but I didn't complete it. That was Little Witch Academia. So I couldn't add that to my list. So, this one I struggled with over and over in anticipation for this episode. And I'm like, am I going to play something in the second slot or am I going to keep out and say all two are number one? But that wouldn't be fair to the number one slot. So, I think this is also on Sean's list. Maybe. No, it has to be. <laughs> Based on how, we, how much we talked about it. But, is that said, Wait, number let me two guess is... It. Let me guess it. You, you know what it is. No, hell no. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's your number one. Not a chance in hell. I mean, it's not terrible, but it didn't make it my list after all these seasons. Anyway, welcome to the ballroom. Is my number mm. two. It was... It was just too good for its for its own good in my <laughs> in my humble opinion because really when I walked into it right I think I mentioned it before on an, on one of the episodes previously mentioned it was let me see it was a part of uh, Amazon was doing something on Twitch they had a a special premiere and I was like you know what this looks like this is going to be an interesting show so I'm going to tune in to the I think they had an anime strike, rest in peace, um, <laughs> uh, special. And so they were like, we're going to air this for the first time. I think I think it aired there before it even aired in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I tuned in, watched the very first episode. I'm like, hmm, this is going to be an anime about dancing. Okay, let's check it out. So after the first episode, I was blown away. Uh, you're introduced to this character, um, Tatara who is, you know, you expect, who you expect in a middle school, I think he was in? Is he in middle school? Anyway, I don't remember. Um, you know, he's doesn't seem to be that good in school, uh, at least in academics. I They don't really touch on that that much. He's small. Uh, he's kind of weak. And you're given this journey, you're given this journey where you see him slowly take interest in the world of dancing and we get to see some very interesting characters very interesting uh 
moves, I should say. I'm not sure what you would call it, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Some of the those moves um, you were using last night on me. No, no, I don't. No. I don't reveal those. I, I do those in public, not not in. Oh, not I didn't know you doors. did those in public too, Omo. No, no, that, that shadow dancing. Come on, you can't oh. hide that. Can't hide that behind doors. I was thinking of something different. <laughs> but anyway, one, I think the major thing that I take from this series, I love the dancing, mind you, but I quickly became very attached to the two main characters. And the two main, main characters in this are Tatara and his partner, Chinatsu. And they have this dynamic where they're not the usual lovey-dovey um, lovey-dovey couple that you would see in most anime. And the way they get together isn't conventional either. And you see these two put through, get put through hell trying to become compatible with each other over the course of, I think, maybe half of the series, uh, which would have been about 12 or 13 episodes, I think. And at the end of it all, it pays off. It doesn't feel cheap, and it doesn't feel like it was rushed, even though I think they were starting to run out of um, manga material. I think they, they... just managed to put in the very last bit. I'm not. I'm not 100 certain uh, into it, but at the very end, it felt very satisfying. It felt so well put together, and it just pains me to think it will probably be a very long time before we see a second season, if any at all. And if that's the case, then I would just have to read the manga. But, yeah, it was very difficult uh, thinking of where I would put it, if it was going to be number one or number two. But it managed to stay as number two because number one is just that damn good. But I'll get to that next time (laughs) in the next round. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Nice. All right. So that's it for our first number two. Next, we will go to Eric for his number two. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm off guard. I got. I gotta. Gotta mix it up. You know. Damn. All right. Um. So my number two would go to um, My Hero Academia Season 2. Oh, snap. Um, so, well, to be honest, I actually preferred overall Season 1 over Season 2, even though I think the the story, like, what they have going for Season 2 is, like, better. I think Season 1 was overall better, though, because um, I think it was more... Uh, uh, tightly packed with like what they're trying to um show and like the themes of of heroism all that i think they like i think they set up very nicely in first season and then with season two um they had two parts so the first part was the sports festival so that's like your um 
shonen tourney- tournament arc thing. Um, so in this one, it's them trying to prove like how good they are with like a like a relay race or like the ca- a cavalry battle stuff like that, and showing off um, their skills in one in one v one. Um, so this was to prove to the uh, heroes who are watching, like it's just like a big event, it's like the Olympics basically, to show that oh they might be a good candidates to be uh, our interns and stuff like that. So that was a setup to the second part of the season, um, which I think started out fine because they introduced the new villain um, Stain, and this guy is um he, he he attacks these heroes because he doesn't believe in the definition of how uh the heroes are now because um the way it the way it works in the show in the series itself um if you're familiar with the story everyone in the world basically has superpowers called quirks um so it's become it's become pretty much the norm and they've made a superhero profession and all that stuff so they work for the government um you know so it's like a paid job now it's like they're licensed superheroes um so this guy stain he doesn't like how superheroes have become this thing now where it's like they do it for fame and all that stuff and that's part of what the sports festival was kind of showing off too like they're showing off how great they are and, and how they would be like recruited for these um, companies. You mean the the tune-in exam? Um, <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, the tune-in exam, that was just for them. Yeah, I get, it, it is basically like a tune-in exam. But this is... So, oh, oh, I enjoyed it. I'm just... You know. But it's more like... So, oh, go ahead. No, just a quick question. You said he's the villain, the villain right? The stain was the... Stain was a villain. He's not like the the main villain. Well, he was a villain that had this problem with, with superheroes. Becoming. With the superheroes, yeah. So um, doesn't that really make him right? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I really liked about his yeah. character because he had like he had this character of he doesn't like the way the heroism works in this world, and like don't that's why he's attacking all these other people because it's like they're not worthy of being called hero. The only one who's worthy of being a hero is All Might, who is, like, the, su- the, the superhero, yeah. Because okay. he did not do it for the fame or anything, you know, he's doing it because he's righteous, he's the, he's the Superman, basically. He is, he is Superman. Um, yeah, so that was his thing, and um, I do agree with parts of, you know, that whole thing. Um, so it is kind of hard to, like, dis- disagree with him, because that did become a thing with... Um, one of the uh, students where he was like, yeah, um, he may be, he might be right about it because, um, this student, Ida, uh, his brother was attacked by Stain. So he went out seeking Stain for revenge basically. And it's like, well, that's not what a hero does, you know, like you shouldn't be taking out villains for revenge or for all this. It's because it's the right thing to do. And you shouldn't put your priorities over like helping others um, because you know, if you're a hero, you should be doing the right thing. So you should right. be saving people first before you know before yourself. So that was his that, that those are his values. So that's kind of like a thing that that is that's becoming like a question of 
like uh, for the main character uh, Deku, like is he right? Is he wrong? Um, and what does it truly mean to be a hero? Yeah. So it it does push further the theme of what a hero is, and still, so you know, he tries to find his own way of like thinking, like what is a hero then? Um, but unfortunately, um, personally for me, I thought it was disappointing that it lasted only like four episodes, something around there. Um, I think it was basically just because I wanted to see more of um, Stain um, and uh, developing Ida's like backstory further of like his um, admiration for his brother and like you know his these heroes they all seem like pretty good people even if it is like government jobs or whatever but it's not like you know they're doing it for the fame or the or the money which you know some heroes are but um i would have liked to have seen if there was something that either's brother did that would made him seem like kind of like a selfish guy to have been attacked in the first place or as you know he was just sending a message so um yeah that's just me personally but um, I think it was all basically just a setup for what would be coming in season three. Um, and I am, so I am reading the manga as well. Like, I read the manga, uh, nope. before the anime. So, um, I think a lot of the stuff that they're setting up for is in season three, which they are, which, um, I haven't gone too far into the manga yet, but I'm a, I'm a little bit further than, well, where the anime currently ended. Um, so yeah, I think that's where a lot of the people were, like really enjoyed um, about the series. So I'm just looking forward mm-hmm. to what they have next. Mm. I hope I can be there at some time, at some point. Because <laughs> I've heard uh, in another, I was listening to another podcast at one time, and they were talking a lot about that. It's Stain, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they spoke a lot about him. I was like, hmm, he sounds like an interesting guy and an interesting series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really liked his arc and kind of like what Eric was saying. I wish it was longer than it was because I honestly found him a bit more interesting than the the big bad of the series. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think the author did like him too, but he said, you know, he didn't want him to like seem right because it's like he's the villain and I shouldn't make him look too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. But, uh, I the mean, thing is, is like... I. I think it was a really good like critique. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. So because I think it's a little different because in this world where superhero powers are a norm, it's like well, it really does kind of redefine heroism in a, in a, in a way that you know it normalizes it. It's it's really different. Yeah, but that's what that's what I think makes a really great villain. You know, he has a really good critique about it. He's not just you know whatever like rule the world kind of thing. So yeah. Very good. So, that will bring us to uh, to Sean for his number two. Number two. My number two is Hoseki no Kuni, which I actually just finished a month ago, <laughs> but it's 2017, so it still counts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for those who do not know, Hoseki no Kuni is entirely a CGI anime. And normally with these types of shows, I'd say kill it with fire. But um, I heard a lot of good things about it, and I decided to give it a shot. Um, The show really wowed me in terms of how 
I wouldn't say that it, like, it was a spectacular looking show, but it looked good, especially for a CGI anime. And the animation and the action scenes on top of that, they were really well done and choreographed, especially, again, for... I mean, I guess CGI stuff is normally well choreographed, I think, in most most shows. But I think uh, it actually like looked good, almost in par with like something like traditional uh, anime style. So, um, so Hoseki no Kuni is about, it's kind of like humanity has been wiped off the earth for like thousands and thousands of years. And basically evolution has gotten to the point where, uh, you have these organisms that evolved from gemstones and they take on like a human, uh, sort of appearance as well. And there's pretty much just like one human on the show, if I'm not mistaken. But they don't really go too much into that yet. There's still a lot of mysteries at the end of the show. But basically, the, all the all the characters are named after gemstones. So you have like characters that represent like a diamond or like an emerald or a jade, for example. And the characters are kind of ranked because a lot of them have the like fighting capabilities so they're ranked in terms of like their mineral hardness so for example min- for like a diamond that's like the i think on the bore scale that's like a 10 that's like the highest number you can get so their combat ability is like really high compared to like something like uh like phospholite for example it's like a 3 or 3.5 on the bore scale so it's a lot more brittle so when they're in combat, they tend to like break apart in combat a lot more easier than like a diamond, for example. So they're like more likely to like break down and lose their life. So Maybe because mm-hmm. diamonds are forever. That is true. Also, <laughs> so, but these characters. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was just wondering since they do have their own kind of like hardness, then w- wouldn't they already have like the advantage of knowing what kind of gem they are? Yeah, so, I mean, for example, like, the diamond is, like, the strongest one, so they don't break down as easy. So, like, they're, like, one of the top fighters, pretty much. And, like, for, like, the lower ones, like, that's lower in the hardness scale, they're, I mean, they can fight, but, like, they kind of suck because, like, if they were to get hit by, if they were to get hit, they'd probably just, like, break everything, pretty much. Like, they would, like, lose their limbs and stuff like that. Uh, So so they have to find, like, some kind of strategy to actually, like, overcome that. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, there's not too much diversity in terms of, like, combat abilities. Like, you have, like, one guy who can, like, run super fast, and uh, one guy has, like, a poison ability for some reason. I I never really looked into why a gem had a poison ability, but... (laughs) um, So, uh, what was I going to say... Um, so yeah, the, so yeah, there's still a lot in terms of the plot that didn't really cover in the first season, but the, the setting is very unique. I thought I haven't really read anything like this. All the, all the gems in the show, they're actually immortal. So they've been living for like hundreds and thousands of years almost. And the main character is like 300 years old, but she's like considered like a baby compared to the other characters compared to like the other characters like a thousand or two thousand years old basically and the plot is the you have like these aliens coming to earth and they're trying to like harvest the gems and as to why they're trying to harvest the gems that's not really uh answered fully 
in the first season, but I expect it to be answered, I guess, in the manga, which is this what is the anime is adapting. Um, they're trying to harvest the gems, and basically that's the only way they can die because normally they're immortal. Like if they lose like a limb, they can just like harvest more like mineral or gems and kind of be put back together. Or if you have like all the pieces, if you were broken down, the you have like like a doctor on the show who can like put all you can put all the pieces back together, and you can like survive. So I don't know. I th- the concept was pretty unique. I haven't really seen anything like this. Um, one thing I find very interesting is all the characters. They're I mean, because they're minerals, they're considered like genderless, but they're all dressed up as like cute little girls. Of course. Even <laughs> though they're using a lot of them use male pronouns, so. I get very confused as to if I should be into this or not, <laughs> but they all—they're all dressed in like skirts or like short shorts and whatnot. So, and they all act Sean, very. It's 2018. Feminine. Get with it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, again, I was very surprised by the quality of the show. I, I think I would recommend. There's not in terms of like the CGI. I don't think I've ever seen anything as high quality as this. I've say. actually seen a lot of screen caps from this, not knowing yeah. what it was, mm-hmm. and uh, I was very surprised to learn that it was CGI. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because I, I saw it, and I'm like, "That's CGI, really?" Yeah, like, doesn't look like the usual crap. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> cool. Um. So yeah, go ahead. I think that's pretty much it. I, I would recommend it definitely. I think CGI anime t- normally has like a bad rep to it, but I think this will kind of show you what the possibilities that it can do. And it's not so as bad as other people might think. Mm. Nice. Cool. That's good. And hopefully that means that we will see higher quality CGI going forward. Yes. Who made that? Just before. Uh, Studio Orange. They're called. I, I think this is their first big production. Oh, wow. Hmm. Right out the gate, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they've like done assistance with other shows, but this is like their first like solo thing, if I'm not mistaken. Alright. That's a pretty good uh, first show. It seems to have done pretty well, from what I could tell. Yeah, I think it has like a like a like a hit following because I, I know when this came out in 2017, a lot of people are talking about it, and I I've seen a lot of cosplay on this show too. Yeah, I have as well. All right. So that leaves me for number two now. And this may come as a shock. I'm going to have to ask all of you to sit down. But my number two for 2017 was Owari Monogatari 2. That's impossible. I don't believe you. (laughs) Shocking. Truly. So, those Wait, of you... number two? Have, yeah, number two. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's even more shocking. That's even those more... Of us, <laughs> those of you who have been with us for a while know that I'm a big Monogatari fan. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail with Owari Part 2, because at this point, if you haven't watched this anime, you're not going to have any idea as to what's going on. But uh, Owari Part 2 basically wraps up the main story for Monogatari. Um, And I really enjoyed it. Animation was great as usual. Um, Had a lot of really cool uh, 
I guess, uh, story portions that uh, were very enjoyable and kind of uh, tied up some loose ends from the past. And uh, that's pretty much it. I, I don't really want to go into too much detail on it because, like I said, there's not much I can say without either giving away large spoilers or just confusing everyone. So it was very good. I don't think it was my favorite season of Monogatari, but I still really enjoyed it. I, I don't think that I, at this point, would could not enjoy it unless they just completely screwed everything over. But yeah, it was good. If you're a fan, make sure you watch it. If you haven't watched it, you, you're not a fan. Get out of here. Did you see Kizu yet or no? Yeah. All three? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you never brought it up, um, so I wasn't sure. Well, we... Mm, we were going to talk about it on one of the casts after you had seen, I guess, the last one in theaters, but we never got around to it. So, well, yeah, I mean, I saw it in theaters, but I wasn't sure when the Blu-ray came out and if you ever yeah. saw it. See, now I can't really count a movie as my like as part of my list. Otherwise, yeah, Kizu probably would have been my number one for last year. But yeah, but yeah, so Kizu is um, very good. It is. I liked Kizu a lot better than. ORE2. Not that it ORE2 was not good, but yeah. you know. So is there but yeah, that was more, my number two. So is there any now more is the time. to come? Do what now? Is there any more to come? Or was that uh really? right now they don't have anything announced. Hmm. Um I'm sure they will do something. But uh but yeah, it's as far as uh what's currently announced, there is uh nothing in the pipeline. Alright. So, with that, it's now time for our number one top shows of 2017. Let's go ahead and lead it off with Eric. Um, so I actually did have a movie. <laughs> That's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shay's going to change his number one right now. Um... <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. Go ahead. So, yeah, I, I chose this film. It actually came out in Japan for two, 2016, but it was in theaters here for 2017, so that's my cheat. Um, this is A Silent Voice, also known as Koe no Katachi. Mm. Um, I forgot this was actually Kyoto Animation, but yeah, it's a Kyoto Animation, so um, I think the, anima- the animation uh, and art, it's... It's, you know, Kyoto Animation quality is really great. It's really amazing. But the story itself is probably one of the best I've seen from them. Um, so this was a pretty emotional, emotionally, like, heavy story. Um, so it's about uh, this girl, um, Sh- Shoko. Uh, she's a deaf girl. Um, and so this boy, Shoya... Um, he was picking on her when she transferred to his, uh, school. Uh, they were elementary school students at the time. So, um, no, he was just like, um, just a kid who wanted to have fun and stuff. So, uh, when she moved, uh, when, uh, Shoko transferred to the elementary school, you know, she, they found out she was deaf and, you know, he didn't really understand it. Um, so he and like basically the rest of the class, um, would bully her for her, uh, deafness 
Uh, even the teacher was in on it too, which was pretty fucked up at one point because it's like he was calling her out to read like something out of the book, and it's like, well, she's deaf; she can't really like say the words, like pronounce them correctly and stuff. And you could see him like covering his mouth because he's snickering and stuff. So it was basically a lot of that. Um, so Shoya, he was kind of like the, I guess, the ringleader around like the bullying and stuff. Like he. He, like, took her hearing aids and, like, threw them away and stuff. Like, he did it multiple times. She kept getting new ones and stuff. And it got to the point where um, the mother of, of the girl, uh, Shoko, had to complain to the school about it and saying stuff like, well, you know, her hearing aids keep getting keep getting missing and stuff, and it's, like, really expensive to get new ones. Um, so then the teacher was like, just, like, calling it, was actually called out um, Shoya, because he was the one doing everything, but of course, you know, everyone was in on it, but it was just singling him out for all, for all of that. Um, so, yeah, then the classmates start picking on him because he was the one picking on her. So it what? became like, yeah, it became like a, I guess, what do you call it? Well, they picked on him because they picked on her. <laughs> okay. Well, it's because he, he got ostracized because after he got called out, then everyone started picking on him for being called out for bullying her. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, the shittiness of, of, of the school and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's really fucked up. So, th- um, the movie jumps later to, like, when he's in high school, um, senior year. Um, so he's still plagued by know the things that he did to her um and he actually bumps into the girl later on and he has like all these regrets um and he wants to make make it up to her and everything um um so it's kind of like he's trying to redeem himself um by like making amends with shoko um so this is this is a very heavy uh film um it has a huge theme on not only bullying, but also, like, self-loathing, you know, um, just a lot of things, like, being haunted by, uh, your past self, and, like, trying to find, like, you know, you have to, like, love yourself again and stuff, you know, like, forgive yourself or things like that, so there's, you know, a lot of heavy, (laughs) heavy themes that you don't really see in anime a lot, which I definitely appreciated, uh, seeing this film, so, because I wasn't expecting... Um, to like run into this kind of thing, like I didn't, I wasn't sure what I was ge- what I was getting at, at from this movie, but it really surprised me. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend this um, to anyone. Um, oh, it, this so I forgot to mention this is based on the manga. And okay, it, I thought so. It is about seven volumes long. I I am I haven't read it, but I did borrow. Um, borrow all the volumes from my friend so i will say there are a lot of things i i'm aware that a lot of things uh were not part of the film because they had to like you know shove everything into of course. uh two hours or ten minutes so so damn but yeah so, and i would say there are some things i really wish they would have um fleshed fleshed out more but uh for the most part i thought it was really well done yeah, I remember um, 
Sean, I believe, was talked about the manga before. Yeah, we were a few up maybe yeah, ten I think episodes I, ago. Yeah, I think I remember on it. about that, yeah. And I, I wanted know. to read it, but then I looked at the content and I'm like, you know, this probably isn't the best <laughs> I don't time know why they went with the film this. route with this. They should have really done a TV series. I thought it was going to be a TV series as well. I mean, yeah. it's still me. And they they could have easily done a tw- like a twelve episode thing with this easily. That's yeah, I wouldn't have minded. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons I didn't watch the movie. Per- I mean, I like the manga, but I didn't watch the movie personally just because I hear they cut out like a lot. Mm. And I know it's a movie, so there's the time constraint, obviously. But I don't know. I thought that was a weird decision. Yeah. Heavy yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't say because I haven't read the manga first. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a different experience in that way. But uh, yeah, so I am like looking forward to seeing like what exactly was you know not part of it, and I, I know there's something about like the grandma, like the girl's grandma, um, like she she like there's a part in the in the film with her, but it's just like kind of they just kind of like go through it really quickly. Um, mm. Yeah, I would have definitely liked to see more of that, but no. All right, so we will go ahead and jump to our next number one. I think that uh, we will go to Tommy. Yamashi <laughs> by time. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. Well, well. If you've been listening to the podcast up until now especially at the beginning of last year. You probably know what to expect my number one to be. And no, it is not Yami Shibai. That will never happen. Uh, some sort of miracle. Does it rhyme with Rami Mibai? No. It rhymes with... I don't know. I don't know what it, what it rhymes with. <laughs> okay. It rhymes with Sanya the Feeble. <laughs> Sonia the Beaver. <laughs> yeah, Sonia the Beaver. Anyway, I'd watch that. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a job, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, oh my god! <laughs> Not sure what kind of jabs you're watching, but uh, I don't. I don't watch those. What are you talking about? Get out of here! Uh, if you say so. Anyway, my number one of 2017 is, of course, the saga of Tanya the Evil, also known as Yojo Senki in Japanese. You saw this coming. If you listened to any of the episodes up until now, I know these guys saw it coming. Of course, it was going to happen. Simply put, I've talked about this enough over the past year. Simply put, for me, this is one of the best shows I saw last year, and... In the past, I'll easily say 10 years, maybe even longer. It was just that damn good. The main character, Tanya, was just that damn good. She, at least for me, broke all of the expected tropes you come to see in most anime. Or, in my opinion, in most media these days. You expect to see a calm, collected person, you know, who may may or may not have some, you know, misgivings about what they're going to do 
or how they're going to achieve their goals. No, no. Tanya doesn't care. She's like, you know what? I'm going to kill you because you deserve to be killed. Thank you. Don't, you don't need to survive. Oh, you have children back at home? No, it doesn't matter. I'm a kid. I'm going to kill you. So it was like, it's refreshing to see someone like that, you know, take the reins. Someone who, I don't know if you would call her a good guy. I don't think so. Even though she's fighting against, you know, multiple countries that, Basically, it's their world's version of World War Two, I think it's supposed to be. And Tanya, coming from our world, already knows, you know, what to expect from a world war. Because no one in that world has ever heard of the concept before. So, shenanigans happens. She has the power of God on her side, even though she hates God. Which is kind of strange, because she has to pray to unlock her powers, which are the powers of God, which are now her. So, yeah, it gets so all sorts of crazy, and for me to say anything else would be to spoil the entire thing, which is a ride out of this world. And um, I wanted to see a sequel, TV sequel, and I know about a month ago, I think at the very beginning of the year, they announced that they will be getting a movie, which I think is going to be the sequel to the first season. Now, I don't know where they're going to go from there, but at the very end of season one, they set up this plot point where she dealt with this one leader of one of a leader of, I think he was a leader of an army in one country. And now she's had to deal with the consequences of dealing with this guy. So, without spoiling it, she basically has to deal with God, even though she isn't dealing with God, quote-unquote, in this movie. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There is no release date. I don't know when it's going to come out. I hope it's this year. So it means I'll see it maybe sometime near the end of the year or beginning of next year. Uh, I hope. It doesn't take that long, and I, and I really hope there's another season, because there is enough in that world left for them to explore. So, yeah. Um, Saga of Tanya the Evil, I go out and watch it. I really hope it's brought here. I'm not sure if it's licensed or not. I don't think it is. I don't think no one picked it up yet. I would have. I may have missed it. I, I don't think so. But I don't think so. Um, actually, wait. I think Funimation may have licensed this. I yeah. think that they did. I feel like I remember seeing that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that you should go and watch it. It will be very, very much worth your time, and I will be buying it because it is that damn good. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Now, we will move on to our next number one. And I think that I will go ahead and go. And Wait, let me guess it. Be, I gotta Sean guess yours. <laughs> oh, you, you already... It should be a pretty easy guess. I know, mm. since you only watch the most prestigious of shows. Exactly. It has to be none other than the Oscar-nominated 
boss baby. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely better than all of those trash anime movies that came out this year. That is true. Well, <laughs> my number one for 2017, which you could probably still guess, Sean, is uh, Shokugeki no Soma San no Sara. Yep, I guessed it. Yep. So, in uh, now we are on the third season of Shokugeki no Soma, and we are finally getting some much-needed time invested into the basically <laughs> I don't know the best way to put it like the the final bosses of the anime uh, the uh, the elite 10 of the uh, of the school and a lot of new characters are introduced in this season and there are a lot of interesting challenges that uh, that Soma has to face uh, one of the biggest is a reveal that uh, even I was surprised to see. I, hello Siri. Not <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that. Um, uh, so, <laughs> um, I, I don't want to give anything away, but there was a there's a very big uh, reveal and a very big occurrence that happens in this season. I hadn't caught up to that point in the manga by the time I watched it, and so I, I was pretty surprised. It changes a lot of things in the show. It changes a lot of the dynamics. And uh, Was it that they were using MSG and all their <laughs> ingredients? No, I mean, that, that would have been a good thing. Mm. A good thing? So, uh, yeah, MSG is tasty, man. <laughs> tasty um, for your hearts. <laughs> eh, who cares about that? When you're having foodgasms 24-7, you'll be oh, okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the season kind of kicks off with a school festival, which uh, in uh, in most other anime would be them, you know, getting a some form of booth or project together. And obviously being a cooking anime, um, all of the students are forming their own cooking booths. And uh, that was a pretty neat uh, portion of the show this season. And then uh, after that, we get into the uh, the meat and potatoes, no pun intended, of this season, mm-hmm. where uh, the Elite Ten are unveiled and you get to see a lot of new challenges that uh, all of the the main cast has to face. That's one thing too, that I, I did really like about this season is I don't feel that any of the characters were left behind. I don't feel that any of the characters were, you know, shortchanged in terms of screen time. It all worked out pretty well. And, uh, with a show with a cast as large as this one, that can be tough. And I, I'm happy to say that I was pretty pleased in that department. So yeah, if you've been a fan of the series, this season does not disappoint. I think I had a really good time with it. I felt that the pacing in this season was much better than season two. Season two was just very, very rushed. And while I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, the pacing was like they crammed so much stuff into into 13 episodes. It felt uh, It felt very rushed, like I said. So I was happy to see the pacing of this one be much more even. But yeah, that... Uh, that was my number one, and now 
down to our our final number one with Sean. You guys, guess what it is? Naruto, because it ended. That's right. <laughs> <know. laughs> Alright, my number one is, no surprise, Gintama. Oh. Everyone huh. is clearly yep. shocked. Um, huh. So, last year, Gintama actually aired in two different seasons. Uh, one was back in early the year in winter, and it aired again in uh, fall of last year. Um, so I'm gonna it. So my my choices as a whole for both seasons, but uh, both seasons are two very distinct seasons, and I'll dissect them as two different parts. So for Gintama in the winter season of last year, um, so that was a much more serious arc. And I mean, if you if you're familiar with Gintama, it's much more well known for its comedy, but it can do serious very well. So I wasn't really worried about this being a serious arc, but this serious arc in particular uh, was the one of the climaxes for one of the recurring villains of the show. And so there was a lot of hype and buildup to it. Overall, the season was good. The overall arc, overall arc was good, but I feel like it didn't quite live up to the hype unfortunately and but it was still very good the action scenes are very well done for the most part and i mean there's not as much comedy in that arc there's just a few jokes here and there but again that when the jokes are there it's usually a hit um so there's that oh and that arc dropped a really big bomb for the show like that's a big game changer and it really opened up kind of the transition for the final arc which is airing right now actually uh, for this season, which I'll talk about later in our uh, winter 2018 talk. Um, so, so that's the Battle of Rockio arc, and the other Gintama arc that aired in fall of this year. That's more of the comedy arc. So it's kind of interesting since they're animating the uh, final season, quote unquote, for Gintama right now. They wanted to dedicate a season of purely all the chapters and arcs that they missed in the manga that they couldn't animate prior. And a lot of it's mostly comedy for the most part. There's nothing too serious in it. But a lot of it's like the comedy stuff and like you know, like the one shots or like the, the mini the mini arcs that they uh missed prior to and they kinda reanimated. So that was really funny. Again, it's mostly comedy which is what Gintama's mostly known for. Um so I I got a the best of both worlds with the serious and the the comedy last year so that was good it just didn't mix together in the same season but gintama is one of my favorite shows of all time and as again i think when it does air every year it'll probably make my top three i think you guys know that also so you guys can expect what i'll say next year for 2018 <laughs> for my top three as well <laughs> to be expected yep so nothing surprising <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, so some of you probably were surprised with a few of our picks. Others, not much of a surprise at all. I don't think anybody uh, was surprised. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't pick Academia, actually. Me? Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. 
um, for the same reasons that Eric did. But I don't know, like as much as I enjoyed it, I have a I have a hard time putting a shonen in like my top anime any, anymore. Like it has to really, really blow me away. And while I thoroughly enjoyed Academia more than I thought that I would, I I don't know. It just didn't quite uh, blow me away. But uh, I, have to say, I still really liked it. Honestly, for 2017, I feel like this wasn't a very particularly stellar year for anime, in my opinion. I feel like... I don't know. It was up and down. I feel like... In my opinion, it's like the most lackluster year I've had in like the past maybe five years almost. I don't know if I'd get that. It definitely was for Tommy. That Tanya came on last. Tommy, have Tommy will back me up. You only have a top two. That's why. Leanne will back me up on this. (laughs) I don't know. I think that um, 2017 wasn't necessarily bad. I, I mean, there weren't any big hits. I thought. This yeah, there just year. weren't any big hits. I guess was the besides thing. maybe yeah. Academia. I think it was. Yeah. I think there was just a lot of sequels or like you know second seasons and or whatever. Yeah, Not like, there were a lot of those. Yeah, there were a lot rather than like new originals. Right, right. So there wasn't really anything that like broke out and blew people away. Yeah. Since apparently that's my uh, that's my criteria for top anime now is blowing you away. And oh, they have to be Oscar yeah. nominated as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps it up for that segment um as we wind down with the cast we wanted to uh touch on the anime that we've begun for the winter season and uh find out what uh what everyone's watching and uh, how they feel about it so far so we we'll, we will uh quickly touch with everyone on uh on what they've been uh what they've been getting into so uh We'll go in uh, reverse order from what we just did. So, uh, so Sean, what are you watching so far this winter? So I am watching as I quickly bring up my Mal. Uh, are you unbanned? I am unbanned <laughs> for now. <laughs> Congrats! I don't. I probably ask you guys to go to my Mal if I was banned right now. Um, <laughs> so right now I'm watching, and I'll just quickly uh, go through the list. Uh, Emiya's Something Something Dinner by Ufotable. Fate Extra by Shaft. Uh, obviously, the new Gintama, the final arc, and Ito Junji collection, and After the Rain. Cool. I'm actually watching are you more than on, expected. Are you planning on continuing with all of those? Yes, I'm planning to continue with all of these. Awesome. Awesome. I think the only After thing. After the Rain. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead it's good. Oh, so after the rain is probably my favorite this season. Nice. Mm, I've heard a lot of good Gintama? things. About it, so you mean uh, that isn't Gintama? That isn't Gintama. <laughs> it's my favorite this season. It's a very. <laughs> I guess we'll just talk about it now. I don't know if anybody else has watched it already or not. Uh, but it's no. a very, it's a very light shojo. I, I think it is a shojo. It's a very light shojo romance, and basically the setting is. You have this 17-year-old high school girl who falls in love with the manager at the restaurant she works at. And the thing is, the age gap between herself and the manager, he, so he's 45 years old, and she's 17. So you're looking at about... Whoa, whoa now. Yeah, so, uh, 17, no, 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 30-year age gap almost, roughly. Well, you know, it is the current year. Yes, so. 
So woo lad, um, <laughs> but it's it's she's very she's painted very much as a very pure and honest girl, and the the romance is very light and fluffy. Like when you watch the show, it's it's a very comfy feeling you get. It's very warm. It's romantic. It's, it's very not presented in a creepy way. Uh, well, not yet, but there have been a, <laughs> there have been a few moments where she gets kind of borderline stockish. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, so it's coming from her side. In the opposite way that you think it would be, <laughs> right? So the 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 feelings of affection is the girl is uh, strongly uh, in love with the manager, and the manager is kind of like, oh, whoa, what's going on? I'm kind of I'm 45 years old. No one wants an old guy like me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, the Man, the turn into a the, the the relationship uh, progresses a lot quicker than you would expect it to for this kind of show so don't expect like you have the whole season of like oh should i c- confess my feelings to manager coon or not like that's kind of out of the way already yeah from that's the get-go. kind of okay. annoying that's if good. you do that that usually annoys me like oh get it so over with man you very much get right into like the development and the the dynamic between the two right away nice so yeah, that's definitely I my top pick for this season so far, and I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a light romance. Very good. So going into uh, myself for what I'm currently watching for this season, I have picked up two new shows and still watching one ongoing. I'm watching Violet Evergarden. And Darling in the Franks. We can talk and about Violet Evergarden because I saw the first episode of that. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I dropped it, so. Really? There's no more to talk about. You didn't about. like the first episode? It was okay. So. <laughs> I mean, the I, it definitely has the, the eye, eye candy. I, yeah, I admit it's beautiful. that. It's, like, it's. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't care for what. I didn't care for anything that was happening in the first episode. Well, the first episode doesn't do a great job at winning you over but it the second episode i feel like is when it really picks up mm. but um i don't know yeah you know yeah i'm watching those two and ongoing is dragon ball super uh mm. which is coming to the end of the tournament of power and the end of super as a whole at least as of right now but um violet evergarden a lot of fun um, I've really liked what I've watched, but I am behind on that one. I've only watched the first three, no, yeah, three episodes. Uh, Darling in the Franks, I am completely caught up on now uh, with the fifth episode that came out this weekend. Um, just watched that one. Um, I really like that, des- despite the uh, <laughs> the issues that uh, a lot of people have taken with it, uh, given the... Uh, the issues. sexual nature of some of the things in the show. Issues. Um, it is, yeah. Are these <laughs> people a, nude uh, anime? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really, honestly, n- not much of it is over the top or it's, heck, it's even not as bad as, as some anime that are out there. There really hasn't been a lot of, uh, I guess, over the top fan service, I would say. But, um, it is a mecha anime and, uh, it is also produced by Studio Trigger. Oh boy! Um, as you may have guessed from my two anime that I'm watching, I uh, 
I go for that aesthetic. I really like the the good looking anime, and that's uh, that's what's got me hooked on both of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you've been watching anime for a long time, I don't think that you would have any issues with this. Yep. It's not any more overt or in your face than a lot of anime are. I mean, yeah, it's it's there and it exists, but it's not, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really not that bad. They're brand new anime fans. I'll say this much, yeah. if you're one of those anime fans. If you don't like it, get the hell out. <laughs> you won't like anime period if this is what yeah. you're reacting to I mean, you clearly haven't I seen like, Aquarion but anyway yeah exactly Yeah, I kind of feel like that this anime is pretty upfront about what it's going to be about and how it's going to approach those things and I really don't even think that it approaches them in a in like a negative way but um, I don't know it seems people have uh <laughs> You know, take an issue with some things. You're just gonna make me prioritize that more to see what all the hubbub is about. And I swear, if it isn't anything, oh, and you think I will? You'd think with the the level of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say like outrage because I don't think I've seen anyone outraged, but uh, the level of uh, reaction that people have had that it would be like over the top. You know, fan service every scene. Um, you know, revealing all kinds of stuff. Like it's really not that bad. So I don't know. So far it's been a fun, interesting mecha anime that has, uh, some really cool undertones that I am excited to see what they do with. Uh, Mm. it's, it's a lot of fun. It looks great. And all of the characters seem to be pretty interesting too. And it's also got that little bit of like Evangelion vibe in there too, just to give you that, uh, that little bit of there may be some unanswered weird hmm. psychological things going on, but I guess we'll see what happens with that. All right. We're going to have to talk about this in the next episode. I yeah. will prioritize it. I will watch. <laughs> I'm gonna, is it five episodes out? Uh, yeah. Five so far. Okay. I'll be caught up by then. I got to yeah, see man. this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, how did we, Oh yeah. Okay. So now it would be you, Tommy. Oh, Okay. Um, well, I picked up two new shows, and I have one that's ongoing. Uh, I'll talk about the ongoing one because I'm not current in it, but I'm taking it slow. And I don't know if Sean knows what it is, because he usually stalks my mile. But anyway. It's ongoing um, or not ongoing? Yeah, it's ongoing. Gintama. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I've I been wanna, slowly... I didn't want to say anything to boost your ego with you watching... <laughs> Or trying I've, to complete something. I've been <laughs> since the start of the year, uh, New Year's. I've been watching at least one episode a day of that. But recently, uh, certain gamers uh, destroyed that um, that plan of mine. No excuses, <laughs> Leon. But uh, especially way, when there is a Mon Hunt arc later. Really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. but yeah that's been going very well Uh, i've watched like i think about 20 something episodes since the beginning of the the year uh maybe 30 i'm not sure i've been i've been enjoying the hell of that uh well i saw the benny zakura arc that was great okay the yacht that the yagyu yagyu i love yagyu arc that was wow that was that's one of my favorite arcs i love the yagyu arc that was powerful that was like 
Damn, this is coming from Gintama? Yeah. It's like this this lesson, this this um this social commentary? I wow. think and this is not a spoiler, I guess. In the Yagyork, the toilet paper episode oh, is man. one of the funniest episodes in all of anime ever. I thought I was gonna in die. My opinion. That is a masterpiece episode. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die watching this, like you know what? <laughs> I shouldn't drink. That episode is I'll fucking eat. brilliant. During this episode, it was so good. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> and how it ended, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I almost died. But now, yeah, I'm, now I'm going into... I don't think there's a specific arc. I think it's just comedy coming up right now. Okay. But yeah, I've been enjoying the hell out of that. It's quickly... It was already one of my favorites up to where I stopped. But now it's climbing its way, way it's climbing its way up my favorites list. Like by the time I'm done I am expecting it to be something permanent in my top ten. Mm. But I'll keep you, you know, updated on that as we go along because I'm not sure if I'm gonna finish by the time the current season is done. But I hope by the end of the by the end of the year hopefully it won't take me that long that I'll be done. Uh, I mean, if you keep with it, Gintama's very easy to marathon, in my opinion, just because it's, yeah. you have either, like, like the the comedy episodes, and you can just kind of bulldoze through those, or you have the series arcs, which, once it starts going, you get hooked on it, and you just want to, like, finish yep. the whole thing in one shot. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, the other two that I picked up from the current season are, um, one that Sean is also watching, that would be, um... Ito Gunji Gunji Junji collection. Ito Gumby. <laughs> oh man. No, I'd watch that. That's been that's been very good so far, I think. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about this now. <laughs> this is I our replacement for Yamishibai <laughs> for this. I would season. say it's a much better <laughs> it, It's much better than Yamishibai. Um a lot of the stories are kinda hit or miss. And uh, I haven't really. Mi- I wouldn't say I've kind of missed. Okay, I've I mean, had a few misses. Unless you mean the the, 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 the ones that episodes. we're talking about. Yes, <laughs> those. I don't know. If those are misses. Those are misses. Are those are hilarious. Like, <laughs> that's like attempting to throw the ball, and like the ball never left the hand. <laughs> those are hilarious. Those are the worst. So I guess if I guess if you want to count that as a miss. But it's That's funny, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess I would agree. I feel like that's the only ones. miss. Like, besides the... There, a lot of them are... Most of them are hits, I feel like. But then there's just a few that are kind of just, like, whatever. Like the um, the crossroad thing in episode three, I think. Oh, with the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the, uh, okay. I thought that was too long. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. fizzled out at the end. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with you. I, I, it didn't go where I thought it was going. Uh, so it, didn't, it didn't go anywhere. That's the problem. <laughs> it just like ended. Yeah, I think this the latest episode was really good though, um, because the way it ended made me think a lot. I was like, wow. Yeah, they had a uh, episode two. I really liked because that had the the model story, which I found very good. Is very creepy. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that was 
Oof. That was that definitely reminded me of like Junji Ito and this uh, the snail story. <laughs> That's a very short story. Damn, but that yeah, was like that, was... that immediately reminded me of Uzumaki right away off the bat. Yeah, that was, was like something straight out of that. And That's the surreal. the dream one too, the endless dream one was very good because that, that yeah, kind of makes you think a bit. Well. Yep. But yep. The, the most recent one, once you see it, oh man. That's the same the thing. Very last story. I was like, you know, that's a serious uh, commentary, though. But you're all right. It's like now I gotta go sit down and watch something else <laughs> that'll uplift my spirits. <laughs> the only thing, though, and I mean, this is Studio Dean, but I think even given another studio, it's very hard. If you're familiar with Jujutsu's uh, manga, it's very hard to replicate his artwork. Yeah, he's one of those artists that's difficult to capture. And yeah, like anime. the way he draws it is just like not just detail, but he draws in a way where it's just like very terrifying almost. Yeah, there's a lot of grit to it. There's a lot of like it, it invokes like a very strong imagery of horror. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the anime, or maybe this is just Dean, but they don't really capture that imagery as well. Yeah, I mean, when coming into it, I didn't expect them to do it because I don't know if anyone can. Or yeah, at least I don't think anyone can. They probably really. need a budget, a sizable budget to do that. But I think it's um, serviceable for what it is. It looks kind of like washed out, almost like the look of the anime. Like it, you know, in terms of, like the colors and the way characters are drawn. Yeah, I think that it has may like be that intentional. It has that washed out like bleached feeling to it yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's really good and the second thing that i've been watching is um something i've talked about on the cast before but in manga form that's a uh, karakai jozo no takaki-san which i believe is the translated in, into english as skilled teaser takaki-san and um yeah, yeah, this is very, very good. It, I'm, I don't know if I mentioned it before in an episode, but it basically tur- uh, turned out exactly the way I, I expected it to. Uh, the voices for both the characters, Takagi and uh, Nishikata, are on point. 10 out of 10. They captured the characters perfectly, in my opinion, from the manga. Um, it's basically a mix of slice of life slash comedy slash light romance um yeah it's about a girl that teases a, a guy every damn day he always falls for her, her tricks even when she gives this guy uh you know the the space to win he uh, <laughs> he he just double thinks on his you know on his decisions ends up losing all the time so it's very very fun very lighthearted. uh any i i can recommend this to anyone it's like it's like uh, poor man's tanari no seki-kun no 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 this is like exquisite level <laughs> i don't Seki-kun know about here. i don't know about that senpai this is this is this is like the next level we're talking about <laughs> But like so. I said, it it it's it's turning out to be everything that I wanted it to be. Yeah, um, 
the manga is excellent, and therefore uh, this I, I you know I expected no, nothing less, and thankfully they delivered. So yeah, I'm halfway through it now, so I expect it to, to remain on its current course, and it'll be uh, one of the probably one of the most solid series of the year for me. And um, yeah. Definitely check it out, especially if you need something to laugh at after, if you had a bad day, or you watched something that disappointed you or depressed you. And uh, that's it. Very good. All right. And now, to wrap things up, last but not least, Eric, what are you checking out this season? Um, so, I only just started checking out a bunch of things and seeing what's what's stuck so um i'm just gonna go through i guess what what i checked out first um i did see darling in the in the franks um it kind of just seemed like any other sci-fi mech from from like other other stuff i don't know um and i kind of got lost right away because they're, they're throwing all this terminology um so i was like Partners and darlings is like oh god, I don't know. It was really it was really strange. But at the end, they had a really cool mech of the front of the Franks when it fully like awakens and stuff. Um, so I don't know if I want to continue, but <laughs> I thought that that part was interesting. Everything else was kind of like hmm, I don't know. Um, I did see citrus that. Uh, I was kind of interested nice. in this for a while because I always see this manga like at every like yep. all the bookstores and stuff. I'm like, hmm, this seems interesting. Um, but uh, let's see, the first episode, you know, it was okay. It seems like one of those things where it's like really dramatic, and there's going to be like NTR or something along the way, something like that. I don't oh, know. God. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's like. Um, a city girl goes to this all-girls school, and then they have the school, was it the council president or something, who is, like, seducing this, gr- seducing this girl now. And I don't know. There's a bunch of weird things. She, she was in a relationship with one of the teachers. So it gets, it gets, like, scandalous pretty quickly. But I don't know if it's, like, a good thing. Or a bad thing. Like, I think they wanted to make it seem, like, really sexy or something when um, the council president, like, just takes advantage of the city girl. But I don't know. It just seemed kind of creepy. Never happened to my pure anime. Pureness. Oh. Well, if you want pure. um, (laughs) Pure Yuri. So I'm watching (laughs) one. I watched one called Yuru Camp, also known as Laid Back Camp. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people talk about this a bit. Um, so I think it's basically like the cute girls doing cute things of this season. But it's more about um, the like enjoyment of nature because it's like they're these girls are trying to like hang out around Mount Fuji and they're just like camping out and like hiking and doing like fishing. So all the stuff dealing with nature um and it it did feel like a bit like heartwarming and wholesome and um i like that it just wasn't 
in a school setting. So I think that was a nice change in pace too, where they just completely take out that part um, and just focus more on the girls hanging out outside in the great outdoors and stuff. So I think I might continue that. Um, I did see, what is it? Fastest finger first. It was had a, a fastest finger first. Yeah. It was called Nana Maru Sanbatsu, oh. that thing. It was like the pop quiz thing. I forgot everything about it completely because I watched it like weeks ago. <laughs> That's what um, Yeah, like, I think I would have remembered it if we recorded this earlier, but yeah, it, it totally lost on me. Um, I did check out the new Cardcaptor Sakura clear card. Oh, yeah. I ran into a problem straight away when I, when I learned that. Oh, this, you know, just takes place after the original, and I never finished mm-hmm. the original, so all these things is, like, so yeah. weird to me. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sakura and Shaoran are together and stuff, they're all lovey-dovey. I'm like, this is so weird to me, because like, the way I remember what? it, Shaoran is always a complete asshole. <laughs> Maybe it's just the English dub that did that? I well, know. no, I've I seen the, I mean, I've seen the original as well, but I never finished it, so it's like, you have to, like, oh, kind of know it. And Some even like um, even know. a Kerberos, he recaps like the story of the first the, the you know original anime, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like you, they still like touch upon things that they did in the first one. So you kind of have to be in the know, and I'm not. Yeah. So it's I like, probably I don't know if can't I ever finish that. It's, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I ever finished it because I used to watch it on TV. I don't know what used to air it. I don't know if it was yeah. Tsunami or... No, I don't know what it was. I remember it was Kids WB was. for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it was that. So I don't know if I ever finished it or not. Yeah. But I, can't, I honestly don't know. So Yeah, I mean... I would like to see it, but yeah. Yeah, I would continue it if I did complete the, the first anime, but oh well. Um, let's see. I think there was only one left. And I'm actually continuing watching this. I just saw the first two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I got. I got to just. I got to mention it. It's Pop Team Epic. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know everyone. I know everyone has to have seen this on, somewhere on their Twitter feed at some point because this just keeps oh, yeah. showing up everywhere. Uh, even actually, I I'm watching this too, but I forgot even, to okay. add it to my list. Even before so. the anime started, <laughs> I saw this months ago. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yep, that they're retweeting, same, right? Yep. So then I just decided to watch the first episode, and my god, it's so surreal. It's I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I still can't stop watching it. Um, it's like it's, it's really good. Well, um, it's really fun to like, watch. I guess I should say <laughs> this makes Nichijo look normal, and Nichijo was not a normal show at all. It was like acid. It was like Azumanga Daion acid. So, Pop Team Epic is like, I don't know, you have to be like really stoned or something to like really, really love this shit. But I don't know. I don't smoke though. So, but I still enjoy it because it's just so strange. Um, and the other weird thing about it is, even though it's like 22 minutes long, like a regular anime episode, it's actually only, the content is only half of that. But then they repeat the first half again. But then they replace the voices of the girl, the characters. So they're all like male voices all of a sudden. Um, what the hell? But they also change up some like things, like they add something into the scene. So I don't know. It was caught me off guard at first because I was like, "Wait, why are they showing the episode again?" But then it just suddenly changed, like subtly, oh except for the voices. <laughs> yeah. So there's like these 
it's like so off kilter, but it's really interesting at the same time. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> in the second episode, uh, it starts off with like an RPG type story, but the the anime is not even finished yet. It's all like storyboard, like drawings and stuff. And then um, it's like there's a wizard in the RPG that summons does a summon and it summons those the two girls the main characters who are all like fully colored and everything and then they're like criticizing the the player characters like do an impression of this or whatever and then these characters don't even know like what to do so they're they're like you know just stuttering or whatever and then it cuts to like a studio of the voice booth of the actual voice actors like Oh I, like pro- hey producer what the hell is this it just says to ad lib stuff you said nothing this is nothing about impressions what the hell is this so it's like what the hell wow <laughs> yeah and then they just like go up they like talk to the producer and then the producer's like oh no no I thought it'd be fun something like that it, it, it feels like something out of a like a late night talk show bit <laughs> it's so strange it's a lot of that kind of stuff and then it's a lot of like Almost like Adult Swim style stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, it's like a oh. series of like satire and parodies. It's really weird. It's fun. It's oh yeah, yeah. It did a very good job. It is. It. Yeah, I think that. It, I'm. I imagine that it was a challenge to translate a a comic like that to a to an anime, mm-hmm. and I feel like they've done a very good job with it so far. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> But awesome. but yeah, I definitely would recommend watching it just to see how weird it is. All right, <laughs> very yeah. good. Well, I guess that that uh, wraps it up for our what we're watching for for this year, or well, this winter, not this year. <laughs> um, maybe for some of us this year, but I guess we'll see in time. Tommy, not me. <laughs> I don't know. Last year, Tanya was what you started in the spring or the winter, and that was uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, we got big hitters coming in this year, man. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> well, guys, as I said, that wraps things up for this week. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, every other week you can catch us here bringing you what we find interesting in the world of anime, video games, TV, and much more. If you would like, please subscribe to us on iTunes. But no matter how you listen, we greatly appreciate the support, and we hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to check us out on social media at allfiction.net. Wait. Well, (laughs) our Twitter is allfictionnet, Facebook allfictionnet. Um, Individually, you can find all of us on Twitter. I am twitter.com slash touche. Tommy is twitter.com slash that guy. Prince Leon. <laughs> Eric is twitter.com slash Yoko, and Sean is twitter.com slash Afrogene. One of these days I'll be able to talk and we can finish up the show. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but really, guys, thanks for the great show. Uh, it was an eventful 2017. I'm really happy that uh, we all had some great top lists and uh, I'm looking forward to, to this year as well. With that, thanks again and everyone have a great night. Confirmation denied.
난 부지런한 편은 아니라서 아침에 일어나진 않지만 아침에 자서 하루가 길어 뱃 속에 알람 덕에 끼리드는 잘 지켜도 설거지는 귀찮아서 매일 내일로 비워 수겸은 기분 따라 안 밀어도 매일같이 이마라인은 깨끗하게 밀어줘 도둑된 것 같은 내 방에 난 집어도 하루에 한번 대장은 깨끗하게 비워줘 일도 많아 놀 일도 많아 두 가지 다가 주워서 꾸미